Hello and welcome to the Newark City Schools Podcast, Episode 8, all about A Call to College, the college access program that provides last dollar grants, guidance, and other services to encourage district students to think about and strive for high school graduation and college. My name is Seth Roy and I'm the Community Outreach Coordinator for the district. For this episode, you will hear first from A Call to College Executive Director, Diane DeLauder, and Director of College Preparation and Success, Brett Underhill. Then you'll hear from Janet Schultz about the Providing Early Awareness and Knowledge, or PEAK, program that extends uh, down into second grade. Thanks for listening. I'm Diane DeLauder, and I'm the Executive Director of A Call to College. And I'm Brett Underhill, and I'm the Director of College Preparation and Success. I want to start off just giving an overview of A Call to College. Um, I guess what what is A Call to College and and what is your mission here? A Call to College is a college access program. And uh, 22 years ago, it was decided by some graduates of Newark High School and some families who had children who were going to school here that to have an additional layer beyond administration, beyond teaching, and beyond guidance that would provide opportunities for students who wanted to continue their education after high school to have some opportunities. And that's really where we began. So our mission has not changed since the very beginning, and that is to provide those opportunities so that every qualified Newark High School graduate has an opportunity to pursue higher education. And where uh, you are currently located in Newark High School, and it's always been at the high school? Yes, we have always been located in the high school and um, in different locations. And we are fortunate now to have uh, very large offices and able to accommodate uh, every inch of that space between students and advisors and staff. And we're located in G Building. That's right at the uh, visitor's entrance to the new high school. A call to college now, really its programming expands down, all the way down into second grade now, depending on the the peak program, which I'll um, get into later. But in terms of high school students, how, what kind of opportunities are available to the high school students when they come here? Currently, at this time, we serve students who are in their junior and senior year here at Newark High School. And every student who is in, again, those, those two grades has the opportunity to become involved with a call to college. And depending on what their goals are or what they feel their goals might be, if they feel that they have some intent to continue on with their education after high school, uh, they just simply self-identify. And uh, we provide several opportunities for them to be able to do that. And uh, then that really gets them linked with a call to college and being here at the high school is ideal. The students don't have to leave to be able to obtain services and uh, a call to college staff and advisors uh, have easy access to students and to staff to be able to assist with the programming and advising. And uh, so starting in their junior year, what specifically is available for them in their junior year? Uh, Well, the the, the program really starts with uh, volunteer advising, uh, one-on-one personal advising for students, and then it kind of grows from there. So starting in the junior year, 
uh, we begin reaching out to students in their, uh, in their classes, introducing the program and discussing the advising piece, uh, whereby students can come in and meet with uh, a volunteer advisor um, to discuss their goals and to make sure they're on track with their college search process. Um, at that time, we also discussed some of the specific programming opportunities available for juniors, um, including uh, visits to uh, college fairs, um, college campus visits, uh, and, pr and preparation for the ACT test uh, in April. Okay. With the ACT test, you have a whole preparatory program. We do, we do. We have several events that, um, that help students to uh, understand and prepare for the test, um, including um, uh, registration uh, for the students where we help them register for the test, um, a practice ACT where we try to simulate the test environment and, and go through an entire ACT test. Um, we do extended lunch study sessions and we bring in an ACT test prep professional uh, on two occasions uh, to work with students specifically on the ACT. All of that happens during the school day? Uh, most of those most happen part. during the school day. There is one event that happens uh, on President's Day when we typically do not have school. So this is a, a, a major uh, day-long event uh, for a, a limited number of students. Uh, but they get uh, several hours uh, with, uh, with our test prep professional, um, very close uh, work preparing for the ACT. Um, and you talked about the volunteers and, and that uh, you have a lot of volunteers that help out. What, um, do you know how many volunteers you have uh, helping students right now and then how many staff members? We have six staff members and we have a, uh, an intern who is a last dollar grant participant recipient and um, we as far as volunteers are concerned there are levels of volunteering and uh, the, the largest commitment of volunteer is in, at the high school level are these daytime advisors and high school advisors who are trained to meet individually three times through the junior year with students and three times through the senior, senior year with students for very, very specific and directed um, advising services. And there are 12 of those um, advisors. And then we also have volunteers who assist with some of the programming that we have and, and um, provide great, great help with getting those uh, events accomplished. And those, uh, the number of volunteers and staff members, that has kind of grown, especially I know in the past five years, six years. The high school advising program has grown pretty significantly, and we were a, a core of between four and six for quite a few years. And uh, with the addition of some uh, relationships with our, some of our community partners and our business partners with State Farm Insurance and with Park National Bank, we now have um, four leaders on loan, hmm. who five leaders on loan, who... Um, their organization allows them time to be able to work as a daytime advisor and, and relate to students, and it really has been a nice addition to our volunteer advising. Um, then kind of going into the senior year and um, what you do to help seniors when they come back for school in the fall, 
um, you know, what's the timeline or what's the process in terms of helping seniors get ready for college and applying for college? Well, the, the seniors have a, a, a pretty rigid um, schedule to follow to prepare for uh, their, their senior year and, and, and to prepare for college. We kind of tell them that they're, they're starting on a, uh, on a freight train and it just kind of picks up steam and there's no stopping it. Um, so we, we meet with them early in September uh, and sign students up for the program uh, yet again and get them on track to have meetings with their advisors. Uh, and then the advisors will help walk them through the process of uh, doing their final college visits if they need to take the ACT uh, one or two more times, completing their applications, uh, filing the FAFSA, applications for scholarships, um, reviewing financial aid awards. It's, it's really pretty, um, pretty laid out in front of them, everything that's coming up. So it's very important for these seniors to be connected with a call to college to make sure they don't miss a step. Right. So, you know, a big part of it, um, we'll maybe get into last dollar grants a little bit here too, but um, I guess maybe we'll go, go there next. What is a last dollar grant? A last dollar grant is a need-based uh, grant, gift monies, that um, are available for students to apply for. There are certain requirements, and they, number one, have to be a Newark High School graduate. And there's a grade point uh, average requirement, and there is a need requirement into that calculation. And we always encourage any senior who is committed to going to an accredited college apply for the last dollar grant. Those are actually mailed home. Mm -hmm. And uh, also the advisor, that's part of the advising services, is the advisor helps the student not only get that application completed, which is a rather simple process, but there are an accompanying documents that we need, and we need, we need the results of the FAFSA, and we need to have the award letters from the award letter from that college that they're planning to attend so that we can evaluate and see if there is a gap in their funding. Mm -hmm. And if they qualify, they can qualify for up to $1,000. And that um, is renewable. Again, it, they will be recalculated each year for up to uh, four years. Okay. Um, and then a whole, that's sort of the, the culminating process in terms of what you started with when they were applying for scholarships and for the FAFSA in, in the first part. I know you um, concentrate a lot on helping students find all the scholarships they're eligible for. We're, we're really all about helping students find funding mm -hmm. to, help, to help pay for school. Um, so we assist with the financial aid uh, piece, helping file the FAFSA. Um, the, the ACT preparation is all about helping students have more options and more scholarships because uh, higher ACT scores correlate with higher amounts of scholarships and grants from your colleges. Um, so again, it's all about helping students find as much aid as possible to help afford their college educations. Um, so the last dollar grant is a, an important piece of the puzzle, but it's not the only piece of the puzzle. You know, we, we help uh, many families file the FAFSA um, every year, uh, and families come back after, after completing at Newark High School, they'll come back and file their FAFSAs in subsequent years, um, for years two, three, and four of their, of their education. So uh, it, it's very important that we, we feel very passionately about helping students demystify the whole financial aid process. Um, with the, uh, the last dollar grants and their 
up to $1,000 now, depending on, on need and everything. Um, that used to be $500. Initially, when we began, it was a $500 maximum, and it was one year. Okay. And, and the first year, we provided about 37 grants for the one year. And now we are well over um, 200 grants. Well, clo- between 180 and, and 210 is about how many of the last dollar grants that we provide. And has that, I mean, that's been possible due to community partnerships and donations? And the Call to College Board is uh, really um, an amazing strength in, in the stability and the growth of the Occult to College programming. And um, as far as providing dollars and um, obtaining donations, it has uh, really been key in communicating to the public and to the community the value of what Occult to College can provide to Newark High School graduates. And uh, people are amazingly willing to give to the program. And so we are, we are truly blessed that we have the support that we have, and we, um, we value that as a program and as staff to make sure that um, we're good stewards mm-hmm. and in providing as much opportunity for these students as, as is possible. And the dollar, the last dollar grants have grown partly, um, mainly be, because the funding has grown that we can offer that right. uh, for extended years and for... Um, larger numbers of students, but also the awareness of Last Dollar Grant and the awareness of who a call to college is and what do we do. And um, that, I think, has made higher numbers of students who may have otherwise not applied for a Last Dollar Grant, um, that they are in the mix. They are they're hearing the message and uh, applying for the grants. And fortunately, we are Uh, blessed to have the funds available to support those grants. Have you seen, in terms of awareness and students coming into high school and being more curious about it, have you seen um, an increase in that since the PEAK program started? I know it's only been five years now. Yeah, and and the current sixth graders, when they reach the high school, they will have had all four years of the second, fourth, sixth, and eighth grade programming. And um, yes, we are definitely noticing that uh, students are very comfortable with a call to college by the time they get to the high school. And many times we don't currently have any formal ninth or 10th grade programming. Mm -hmm. Um, So it is something that they're searching for when they come here. We have ninth and 10th graders that actually come into the office and and want to get started on the process. So we help them any way we can. (laughs) And uh, it's, it's really encouraging that um, the familiarity is is uh, is now ingrained into the um, the student population and, and into the families okay. uh, you talked a little bit about uh, students when they leave here and go on to college they they come back and can get help with their FAFSA but they also come back for other um, for other reasons also. What ways do students stay connected to a call to college after they graduate? One of the important pieces of the last dollar grant is that we require students to um, pay it forward, so to speak, 
that we realize that while in college, their ability to donate to a call to college is almost impossible, but they certainly can donate of their time. And it also helps build an allegiance and continued loyalty to a call to college, knowing that there is a way that they can help strengthen the program. And there are a couple of formal ways that we, uh, opportunities that we provide to students. And one is um, called College Talk. And that's where students who are in, in college uh, while on break return to Newark High School while we are still in session and uh, have small group breakout sessions with juniors in high school about the whole college process and their experiences as a college student and <clears throat> help answer some of the questions that juniors in high school would have in an easy an easily relatable fashion so that these kids who are juniors in high school can envision themselves as college students. They can see this student. I remember this student when he was here at Newark High School. So I, I can relate. I can feel that this student is giving me pretty much serious and, and, and dependable information. Right. The other opportunity they have is to come to what's called Grads Give Back. And that is a program that is, again, they return when they're on break. And um, we have a variety of office-type jobs they can do, mailings that we prepare that they can help assemble, and uh, a lot of clerical jobs that we have lined up for them, probably 20 different jobs that they work on as teams. But they also um, write handwritten thank you notes to donors and to um, volunteers and people who are, are committed to a call to college. And uh, that, that um, pays, reaps great rewards on both ends mm -hmm. because the, the donors who are receiving that understand this is a student. And when I'm giving money to a call to college, I can see back from a student that there is someone who's going to college. And maybe it is because of my donation that there is a student who is in college. They say where they're going. They say what their major is and thank them for their, uh, for their assistance and their devotion to a call to college. Over, over 700, th 700 um, thank you notes are written every year uh, during that event. So it's uh, pretty significant and, and uh, another great value added for a call to college. Okay, do you have anything else that I missed or that uh, you thought of you'd like to add? We're always looking for um, people who want to support a call to college in, in any fashion. And whether it's through volunteerism or through it's through their own uh, generosity that they want to donate to a call to college. And um, if that either of those are the case, they can contact us here at a call to college at the high school. And 670-7424 uh, is our, our direct line into the office. And um, they can also um, go to our website and that's www.acalltocollege.org. And uh, we have a Facebook page. They can visit the Facebook page. And uh, we, we, we welcome their um, interest in the program. And if they wish to donate, they can just get in touch with us, and we'll be happy to, uh, to help them and appreciate what they do. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Terrific. I'm Janet Schultz, and I'm the Director of Early College Awareness for A Call to College, uh, and this is my fifth year with A Call to College. 
Okay. And what did you do before you came to Ocala College? Um, prior to coming to Ocala College, I worked for 16 years in the Denison Admissions Office uh, and had a travel territory that actually included Newark High School. So I'd always come over here locally to recruit kids for Denison. Um, and then prior to that, I was an assistant basketball coach at Yale University and worked with the women's program there for six years. Okay. Uh, with the early college uh, awareness program, the, the PEAK program, can you explain what the program is and what its goals are? Yeah, sure. Um, when I came to a call to college, they were really interested in learning how they might expand what we're doing in the high school to younger students in a way that was age appropriate. So my first year here actually was an entire sort of investigation planning year with the school system to look into it. So the very first year that we offered PEAK uh, was in 2008. And the basics for PEAK, it's, it's actually an acronym, which means Providing Early Awareness and Knowledge is that the school system thought it would be wonderful to try to reach back in two years in the elementary school, in two years in the middle school. And the if you had to kind of um, boil it down to two things, our purpose hopefully is to inspire younger students to think about education through and beyond high school, and then to um, kind of educate them what are the steps that you have to take to be in the position to go on with your education? And what are some of the, the college vocabulary and things that you need to know to stay on the pathway? Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, and then starting, at, the program starts in second grade. Uh, what, uh, I was kind of going through each of the grade levels, what are some of the things that second graders do uh -huh. throughout the year? Great. Uh, that's one of my favorite years. We have four main activities that we do with them. For the most part, they all revolve around something to do with imparting college knowledge to them in, in obviously a second grade way. And then also talking with them a little bit about all the different careers that are out there and what type of education it might take to do that career. So with the four activities, most of them, most of them do revolve around something hands-on, some activity, a field trip or bringing someone into the classroom. Um, so for example, one of them is a field trip to the library. Uh, we do emphasize with them how much reading is really important, not only in doing well in school, but also when you get into a career. So the, for example, the college, um, the Reading Rocks at the library brings all seven buildings on seven different dates to the library in downtown Newark. And at the library, we read a book, which is, I think, inspirational for college, the little engine that could about mm. persistence and determination and stick-with-itness. Uh, and we have college students, primarily from Denison, come over and serve as volunteers for that. And then the students also get a chance to explore the library. They do a tour of the library, and we do a library card uh, registration drive, which has been very successful. So most of the four activities we do in second grade do revolve around either sort of a special field trip and or bringing someone in from the community that's unique to the classroom. Uh, another favorite one I have is the Celebrity Reader Week where we do that primarily in December, and we ask, uh, depending on how many classrooms there are, about 23 to 25 community professionals to come in and read Career Day to the class, which is all about careers, and then talk with the students a little bit about what they do for a living. And the students prepare for them by making up interview questions and learning a little bit about how they got to their career in terms of their educational pathway. So we have everybody from 
somebody who works in a lab as a microbiologist to someone who's a plumber to someone who works on HVAC equipment to perhaps a firefighter or a policeman talk about all the different ways that you can go out into the work world and have a career. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then that uh, goes into fourth grade where I know uh, one of the activities they do every year is the play, the Wonderful Wizard of College. That's right. Um, which is also a nice uh, partnership with community members. Right. All of these are. I guess. They are. We, none of this could happen without two major partnerships, and one is certainly the Newark City Schools, because we probably end up partnering with around 200 total teachers through their mm-hmm. classrooms, which is just remarkable. Um, and just their enthusiasm and willing to give up class time has been incredibly wonderful for Peak. And then the other piece is having other community partnerships that help us out. And the Works is a good example. Um, in the fall, we have a curriculum that um, goes out of a workbook that we created called College and Money Savvy Wildcats. And it's nine weeks of classes that we run in the classroom in partnership with the teachers that talk about how college or education goes hand in hand with how much money you can earn and through those that curriculum they learn a little bit more about college language and vocabulary and knowledge and they also learn a lot about money skills Mm -hmm. Um, and then what's been wonderful about that piece of the curriculum is that we ended up meeting Edie Norland who is an education professor at uh, Ohio State Newark and she volunteered to actually write a play that would mirror our curriculum in fourth grade, and that play would be sort of property of New York City schools and a call to college, and each year we could put it on with local actors. Uh, And you're right, we put that play on each year in partnership with the works, where it's a field trip, and the kids can see the works and experience it. And then one portion of that field trip is actually getting a chance to see a live theater performance, The Wonderful Wizard of College. And I think that's been an incredibly good hit with the kids. They all enjoy it. And the neat thing about it is that in the wintertime when they see the play, it really reinforces some of the things they learned in the fall because the play is about a fourth grader who ends up meeting a wizard and getting transported to the different lands of money, which are some of the things they learned about. And the students get a chance to kind of hear some of those same themes in the play and then explore the works, which is great. Yeah, so that is a good example of a community partnership. Um, moving on into the middle school, um, how does the program, uh, do you start introducing the idea of a call to college to them? And and does that get, um, I guess, how does the program change in middle school? Yeah, well, the kids are obviously a little bit older and a little more sophisticated. So with that, our activities kind of ramp up to be uh, again, more appropriate for a sixth or an eighth grader. And we work with both sixth and eighth graders. When we go into the elementary schools, we do explain we're from a call to college, but most of those students probably think of us as peak. Um, But as we get into middle school, we talk about the fact that we are a two-part program and that we have this wonderful piece at the high school that's going to be their junior and senior year and getting them launched to life after high school educationally. So in sixth grade, we say that a lot of the work we do in high school has to do with exposing them to what college is. And our sixth grade program has five weeks of classes that really takes that college talk to the next level. We introduce terms like financial aid, uh, loans, work study, things that they're going to see when they get into the high school and start to apply to college. We tell them what a FAFSA is, a free application for federal student aid. And then we also discuss a little bit about some of the habits that they need to have in 
middle school to develop to make sure they're successful for high school. Um, so this curriculum is actually a national curriculum that we use. It's worked out really well for the Newark schools. They have their own workbook that they work with us uh, with. And then the other piece with partnership is that the capstone experience at the end of the entire curriculum, we have seven colleges that we partner with that have all agreed to take um, our 500 sixth graders over the span of three days to visit their campus for an intentional visit where they get to do a tour, they hear an admissions presentation, and then I probably the favorite thing for all the sixth graders is they have lunch on campus through the dining hall. And our seven college partners are our local schools, Denison and Ohio State Newark, as well as COTC. But we also partner with schools outside of the county. We go up to Mount Vernon, Nazarene, and Kenyon College in Knox County. And then we also go over to Columbus and visit Otterbein, Capital, and Ohio Dominican. And that's been in existence for four years, and they have been incredible partners with our sixth graders because it's not typical that a sixth grader would do an intentional college visit. But mm-hmm. I think they've been very impressed with our Newark kids because they come in knowing something, reaffirming, reaffirming some of their knowledge, and also they're incredibly well-behaved and respectful, which has been great to be able to go back to the colleges and ask to come back the next year because they think, oh, those were great kids to have on our campus. Um, so that's been a really successful program. Now, um, this year's sixth graders have been, or the first class to have gone through the entire the second grade program, the fourth grade program, and now the sixth grade That's program. That's right, Seth. Is there a, a difference? Are you, are you seeing a difference between that first group of sixth graders or eighth graders and now that they've been through a few programs? We have. Um, we've referred to the sixth grade group as our golden year because they are really the first group that will hit the high school with all four years of peak. And I know that we feel as a staff, and we've also heard that from teachers as well as community folks that are involved with us, that the sixth graders' baseline knowledge is definitely more heightened than it was when we started the peak. Their knowledge of things like what is an associate's degree, what's a bachelor's degree, what is CTEC in terms of their adult education program and a high skill certificate, some of that knowledge they now have really at the ready when they come into sixth grade or with just a small reminder of what it is, and that's been really satisfying to see. Um, We also, with the help of the teachers at fourth, sixth, and eighth grade, we do a pre and a post survey Mm -hmm. before and after all of our programming, and that gives us a very short snapshot of how much they learn during our programming, and we've been really pleased with some of those learning measures that, for example, the sixth graders come in and have very little knowledge of how to afford college and how would they go about meeting that price tag. And then after the programming, they have a good understanding what financial aid is and what are the parts of financial aid. So even the short-term things, we've been really happy. But long-term, we're real excited for the sixth graders to go to the high school and see what kind of difference that's going to make. They certainly know that we feel... um, the notion of dropping out is the worst possible thing they can do. Uh, and currently right now with our eighth grade program, which I know you stopped by and got a chance to see, they learn that quite, quite in a quite uh, a remarkable way with Reality Store when they see the difference of what you can do career-wise with a two- or a four-year degree and how much that means for you money each month versus if you were to choose to drop out. Reality Store really gives them a good feel in a hands-on way of how important it is to stay in school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
All right. Did you have anything else that we missed or that you'd like to add about the well, program? Let me see. Um, well, I, I guess I'd want to circle back just to the thanks of um, the district because I know I originally started after I left Denison over in another college access program that partners with the Columbus Public Schools. And even just with my first six months there before I had to take time out to take care of my mom, I noticed that there wasn't really that sort of mutual cooperation. And I think a call to college both at the high school and certainly with Peak couldn't be doing what it's doing without the school system and in particular the classroom teachers reinforcing all of the messaging that I think we've been doing. And they're doing wonderful things on their own, like alma mater days, wearing their college gear, uh, talking with students intentionally at different grade levels about their college experience. So in a way, you know, when we're not in the classroom, there's still a great set of people who are being college ambassadors. And I think that's really helped us also with our messaging because they get just as excited about talking about college, the teachers in the district, as we do. Mm -hmm. um, so that partnership is really unique. And I think for us, incredibly valuable. It's really making this work. Um, so we appreciate that. And then I just think it's fun to bring in different community people into these classrooms because they're very impressed with the Newark kids and how well the classrooms are run and just how excited the students are to meet outsiders and talk about things like careers in college. So that's been neat to be able to interact with a lot of community professionals too. Yep. Yeah. All right. That's Thank it. you very much. All right. Thank you, Seth. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Newark City Schools podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes or find it on SoundCloud. I'll be back next week with one final episode for the school year. Have a great day. It's a great time to be a cat.